to another episode of Daddy Daughter Dishes. I am your host, Kiera, and with me I have my lovely co-host. BJ the Daddy. BJ the Daddy. He is the daddy. I am the daughter. This is Daddy Daughter Dishes, and it's episode 15. The big one five. This is the this is the Mari episode because she's 15. Oh, okay. The Mario. So <laughs> for now, as of as of this current date, this is episode 15. The Mari episode. We're gonna tag it for now. Uh, but welcome back, everybody. If you are new here, we do go on some tangents. We talk a little bit about this, a little bit about that. We put it all together and we make one good episode. So this is yet another one. Another one. Another but one. That what DJ Khaled say? Another yes. one. They don't want you to have another episode. <laughs> another one. But yeah, Dad, how how are you doing? It is uh been about a week since we spoke last. How have you been since the last episode? I've been let's, let me check in with myself. Do a hmm. check in. Doing a check. Like, Take some inventory. I can start today and work my way back, or I can start back then and work my way to today. Let's start back then since the last episode and work our way forward. Uh, we recorded at the house. I recorded at the house the last episode, and I, you know, during that episode, I was I was kind of worked up about you know, after recording, I was going to go back to Evansville so I can avoid that 3 a.m. wake up. And let's just say that didn't quite happen the way that I thought it was going to happen. Because I don't know if I was just, you know, full of energy during our recording. But when we stopped and when we got off, I was so tired. I was like, I am not driving to Evansville tonight. So I sacrificed myself again last week and then that 3 a.m. wake up. And but then uh, you know, there was work last week. And I don't know if anybody else is feeling this, but this weather is like crazy because we might have had two days of spring since the weather broke. And now it seems like we already in the July and August months of summer because last mm. week, Wednesday in particular, in Southern Illinois and Southern Indiana, it was hot as hell, man. Like we've been working, we started a new project and we actually had to, we've been laying out energized wire so we can set some new poles and pull in some new wire. And so we've been in our gloves and sleeves out in that heat. And Ooh. last Wednesday was rough. Like the whole week was rough, but Wednesday in particular, it was pretty hot. And, you know, when you in those gloves and sleeves and you go to take them off and you've been sweating it, I mean, the water, the sweat just pours out of your gloves and, you know, you're trying to watch not get it on the people that's on the ground, you know, picking up the outer uh, pads for the trucks. Yeah, Jamel freaks out when when he sees some sweat. I know you just be smelling funky. Somebody nah, be funky. Uh-uh. 
I don't be. I don't know who. It might not be you, but somebody be smelling like dog. (laughs) Don't nobody smell like dog. I don't know. I don't get that close, but I'm sure they do. Give me fifty feet. So, yeah, that was uh, work wise. And let's see, we got worked up until Friday. Uh, Had Mari for the weekend, so I picked her up Friday. And she and I, we went to dinner Friday night. We had a nice father-daughter conversation. She was so light and so happy. Like, I was like, is this Mariana? What is going on here? So, Who you are know, you? What have began. you done with my daughter? <laughs> yeah, like, and, and Where that was eat? good. It, we ate at uh, Logan's in Marion because mm. I, had, I had a taste for some wings. So I ate some wings and... You know, she ate some chicken tenders because she is a chicken tender queen. Uh, so after that, we went to the house and we ended up we ended up in Pulaski at the little local uh, shocker little sports. Not I don't even want to call. And it you keep dropping bar. locations. Paparazzi gonna pull up on you. <laughs> hey, I'm my own paparazzi. <laughs> yeah, we know, but uh, yeah. we. We ended up down there, and uh, well, she wanted to play some darts, but we didn't end up playing darts. She ended up running into one of her little friends, and they was outside talking, and I was sitting by myself for a minute, and I was sitting there, and uh, the phone rang. Somebody called in an order, and I heard them say, smoke, and I was like, is that Darren Brown? And they was like, "Yes, yeah, Darren Brown." I said, "Man, they said, damn your nosy ass, ass get off the, get <laughs> off my phone, dang you got big, your big old ear." I was ear hustling for real, but you know, uh, well, you don't, you may not know. I know who Darren Brown is. Darren Brown is a, uh, let's just call him a rival from high school basketball. He he lives in the Chicago area now. He's happened to be in the area over the weekend because he runs an AAU organization and they had a little basketball tournament in Paducah over the weekend. So, you know, he grew up in Mounds. So he was in Mounds. He ordered some wings from the spot and he came up and picked the wings up. And when he got there, man, we sat and we talked and we reminisced about basketball and we talked about being, you know, fathers of daughters and just, you know, we just caught up because I hadn't seen Smoke since uh, his grandmother passed. I don't know how long ago was that, but that was the last time I seen him. I think it was over a year ago. You've name dropped uh, him before on here, right? I probably have. Darren Brown, that name sounds very familiar. Yeah, so, I mean, we used to... We had some battles, like, in high school, and one thing that we talked about is, and I may have talked about this before, was like he went to Meridian, I went to Century, and uh, the Meridian team got was fortunate enough to go to a team basketball camp one summer. And I don't know, for whatever reason, all the players on their team couldn't make it, so they called me and Deshaun Harris but we went to Century, they called us and asked us if we wanted to go with them. And somehow or another, y'all scrounged up some change from my parents and got a ride down there, packed a little bag, and was gone for like four or five days. We went to Campbellsville, Kentucky for a team basketball camp that summer. 
And when I tell you that was probably one of the best weeks of playing basketball that I ever had at that time. Like it was a team camp. So we, we went through the whole week and lost only two games during the whole week. We was at that camp. We was playing basketball all day long for four or five Not days. Not too shabby. Not, it wasn't bad at all. And we played against some people that, uh, one school in particular was Marion County, Kentucky. Uh, a guy named Anthony Epps played. He was the point guard for that team. He had a couple other good players on that team. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they won state in Kentucky that year. But Epps ended up playing for the University of Kentucky. He ended up playing for Kentucky. So he was a pretty good player. And there were some other guys that I don't remember their names, but that was a that was a cool camp. That was a cool time. We had some we had some good times at that camp. But Smoke and I, we talked, we re, we reconnected uh, Saturday night, and the next day, uh, me, Mari, and Rodney, we uh, linked up and we went over to the AAU tournament and uh, sat and watched some games for a couple hours, which was fun. That was enjoyable. Um, Saw some local players out there, some pretty decent talent. I was pretty surprised at the way some of the guys performed. I didn't know a lot of them, but a couple of them I did know. And uh they was they was there was some nice there was some nice games going on over there. It was fun to go over there and, and kind of support that whole deal. Mari enjoyed it. She actually ended up running into some people that she knew. Uh, a little girl from Murfreesboro, she actually saw, and she was she was really excited about that. So, yeah, Saturday was a good day. After we left there, we went and got some lunch, and then we uh, ended up going to, excuse me, um, Azalea's birthday party. My little great niece, Penina's daughter, they had a birthday party for her at Uncle Bob's house in, in a swimming party. I say that with the side eye, but I ain't gonna talk about my brother and his swimming pool on this episode right now. But <laughs> he need his ass whooped. <laughs> I can say that I told him that to his face because he he was trying. Well, he was he said man he said pocket he said man the pool kicked my ass trying to get this pool ready, so it was wearing him out, and uh, he got it got it somewhat together. Uh, for the pool party, it was it was safe for the kids to swim in, but yeah, it wasn't so. too appealing for the eyes. <laughs> it, was, it was a little green. It looked like money. <laughs> it was. It was. It was brown. Let's just, let's just call it murky. <laughs> oh, it looked like swamp. It looked like they was in the but, Pulaski River. But he, but he had the water was tested. It was fine. Shout out to Junior. He worked his. He worked his patootie off trying to get that so Leah could have a good time. And the kids had a good time. I saw all the kids. They growing up. God, I'm getting old. As Boopy was there. Bug was there. D2, Dax, Roscoe, Bear, uh, Baby K, which she ain't these Baby are K no more. These all human beings, not animals. Some of them sound like yeah, dogs. Yeah, these are. Stop it! You said you said He's Baron a, Roscoe. That's Baron Roscoe. <laughs> I mean, if you Baron Roscoe, those names fit both of them very well. But it was a joy to see all the kids there uh, having fun, and then you know, me and Rodney, we were sitting up, sitting just sitting there. You know, we getting old, so we had some of that sip from Mississippi. 
And man, we had a nice little lemonade concoction going, boy. <laughs> Let's just say we was right. <laughs> we was right. And uh, after that, man, I went to the house Sunday. Got up, did a little yard work. Uh, I thought this was like you did some yoga. Some? I was just like, wait, what? No, what I ain't done no yoga. <laughs> but did a little yard work Sunday. Uh, somebody, somebody, somebody knocked my mailbox. They didn't knock it over. But they hit it and and it was leaning. I'm like, what the what hell, the man? Hell? What is the deal with the mailbox? I just got my mailbox back to where it, it meet the spec for the postal lady. You, did you and check in with the with the uh, previous uh, suspect? The previous suspect was not involved, but someone very close to the previous suspect was the culprit. Ah. <laughs> But yeah, it didn't take much to get it. Uh, I just had to basically retemp it, get it back straight. That wasn't no big deal. But and I ended up after that, took a nap, got up, and took Mari back to Marion, and came on up to Evansville last night, so I could avoid that three a.m. get up today, which is Monday at the time we're recording this. And today at work was a pretty good day for a Monday. A little muggy, hot after lunch, but uh, it was productive, and uh, we got through it without uh, any incidents, so it's been good since, that's been my recap since last week. What about you? What's been going on with you? Sounds like a pretty good week, if I do say so myself. Um, my 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 week since we last spoke has been, it's been pretty chill, nothing too crazy at work. Um. Yeah, nothing crazy enough at work that I feel the need to mention it on here. But I did spend my Friday where I work from home. Um, I mentioned Brittany a few times on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So we both met up at a Thai restaurant down the street from my house. And we did a just a lunch. It was supposed to be a working lunch, but no laptops were open during the lunch. Um, then she ended up coming over to the house. And I gave her a tour okay. and then we, we sat on the patio. She got acquainted with Turbs and CJ. I'm sure uh, Turbs won her over. Oh, she's, she was waiting on Turbo. Like she, <laughs> I've sent her pictures of Turbo. She was like, I can't wait to meet him. And sure enough, as soon as she got here, he was, they were besties. Um, All right. All then in her lap, of, of invading yep. her personal space. Like All in her personal space. But she know, look, she know how to tell him bag up because she like smacked him away one time. I said, yeah, do just that. Let him know <laughs> you are not hurting him. Enforce your boundaries. But she stayed mm. long enough that we ended up going to Raleigh um, to this really low-key Black-owned restaurant and lounge that her boyfriend, oh. Alex, um, actually DJs at. From time to time. Okay. So they serve uh, tapas, which is like little small plates of food. Think of like little appetizers. Um, but they were so delicious. We we ordered probably like five or six total. And they had these very creative drinks, which I sent you a picture of you over the weekend. picture. <laughs> yes. And I said, this was before I knew that the drinks were as decorative decorative as they were. I sent you a picture and I was like, when you see it, LOL. When you and see I was referring it. to the bathtub hooch. And I thought that was the cutest name. So I was like, let me get a bathtub hooch. And they brought out a little plastic <laughs> bathtub 
with a rubber ducky in it, and it had my hooch in it, and it had a straw, and it was some of the best hooch I've ever had. I would almost say it was probably better than a sip from Miss Sip, but I haven't had it, so... I can't say. We're gonna have to figure we we gonna have to put we gonna have to do a taste test then. Well we'll spin back about that one. Uh then we'll CJ back. had a he had some like purple elixir looking drink, but it was quite delicious as well. Um but the tapas we had uh Brussels sprouts, potato fingerlings, they were so good. I bit into the potato and it was purple. And I was like a purple potato, but purple that's potato. It was good. It was delicious. There was a loaf. Yeah, it was a pink potato. It was so many. And then um, they had like lamb and uh, short ribs. And CJ had calamari. And then they ended. CJ ended up paying for our meal. But then Brittany ended up paying for our drinks. And Brittany ended up paying for my lunch too because she was quote unquote late. Even though I wasn't. We there was no set time to be there i just said hey this is what time my reservation is but she got caught in traffic and she felt bad i was like hey i ain't gonna fight you about paying for my food but just know i got you next time <laughs> just know i right. got you next time uh, but it was really good to get to meet her boyfriend alex and it was good for her to meet cj and then they met and they're both like same personality type so it was just a really nice evening to be out i told cj who was in the car and i was like i'm glad we did this you know how to be in movies where they'd be like i'm so glad we got out tonight i was like i'm so glad right. we did this we needed this <laughs> but well, um dope. yeah that was that was fun we stayed i think we got home about a little bit over midnight you know we don't be out like that so y'all you know but, y'all some young old people so y'all was out way past y'all not just your curfew just past your bedtime past my bedtime and everything but i know i got home and i slept till two o'clock the next day oh 2 wow. p.m so yeah. i uh it was a very good sleep i had i don't know if it was the alcohol or the tapas or a combination of both but both. i just know we had we had a real good time um oh and we completed my office project this weekend um we put up some curtains in here too. put out the rest of the yeah. wallpaper so yeah i, I got like the, a complete setup in here i've been following that journey on the instagrams you see when me you on got- the instagrams yeah, I'll be checking you out on the Instagrams. Let me, look, this how this how this how good I am, right? I I ain't pay for none of this wallpaper mm. stuff. You know, my wallpaper about thousand dollars. So I just pitched the company, and they sent me some free wallpaper. And I said, mm, I'm using oh, this wow. communication degree one way or another. They sent me, I and they was it. like, let us know if you want to do any other collaborations. So I might do my bathroom too. I'm still better need some wallpaper at his house. <laughs> yeah, you got you go. Yeah. We got the picture of my daddy daughter dishes. <laughs> there you go. We can Let's do a live setup of the of the uh, wallpaper while we record. I don't think the audience will care much for that, but you could try it. <laughs> no, I I'm not gonna do a live demonstration now. No, I'll be on there cussing and. Raising all kind of hate. Oh, no trust. People, it they'll be definitely, so mad. I was recording, you know, I was recording us doing the setup, and I definitely was like, I'm so glad this is a time lapse because the amount of 
heavy sighs and shits and how the hell that happened (laughs) like there were so many moments it took us three days like to complete it I mean it could have took a few hours but I I have come to realize that I might be the problem (laughs) you might be the problem I might be the problems. You ever be do? You ever do something and you catch yourself mid act and you be like, "You really acting out right now. Get it together." But you really can't. That should be hard. <laughs> I, 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 my patience is thin. I don't have a lot of patience, it's, and I Wait realize that. Are you like? Are you like your father? You start something and you get a little flustered, and now it's, everything just go to shit. Sometimes just be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I just yeah. I I I couldn't really pinpoint it. So like we was we would pull up, we would start putting up a strip or whatever. You know, like I said, CJ is very uh particular about like the measurements. He set me up for success, but mm-hmm. then our walls aren't straight. Like our walls are crooked. I don't know something construction way. It so like the wallpaper was attaching with a slight lean to it. And okay. so he would be like, okay, let's like, let's pull it up some so we can fix it. But I'm like, we already put it on here. Let's just finish it. So I'm taking the squeegee and I'm just, and he's like, babe, stop, stop, stop. And I'm like, no, I want it to be like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm getting upset, but I'm trying, I'm like, I'm not upset with him, I'm, but I'm like, I'm just flustered. Cause also I was on the ladder and my back started hurting like real bad. You know, I got some issues with my back. And it was yeah. like once my back started hurting, it was like my head started getting tingling. Now I was you gotta, like, I don't you know if focus. I'm going to pass out. Yeah, man. I was like, I need a breather. Like, I was literally like, I'm going to go get me something to drink. I just need to walk away, reset, and come back. Because I didn't want to give him bad vibes. I'm sure I did. But right. I think I right. think he knows his wife enough to know that there was no ill intent. But he, he stayed with me up until the last, the last strip. And he got me right. So shout out to Hubs on that one. That's what a good leader does. They set you up for success and they stay with you, even though you might have some issues through the through the ordeal. So shout out to Siege. I knew he shout I, out I always Siege. said that, that that's a good man. That's a good young fella right there. Very you always patient. did. You always, always did say did. that. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, man, we uh, we, this is F fifteen. What what you got for me? Talking points. I know we got we had some uh, I some NBA finals uh have occurred since the last time we spoke. Let me just say, I went to sleep last night before the end of the game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I thought we were gonna be talking about something totally different this morning. When I went to bed, I was like, uh, we gonna talk about a blowout. But we did we we don't have to because there was no, no. blowout in D. They played because a real good game last night. I was just tired. Miami, the Miami Heat. First, let's let's pause. So the last episode, it was uh what was it? Sunday? Monday? Mm-hmm. One of them. Might have been. It was a Monday. Monday. And that night, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Miami was playing Boston in game seven of the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals. And they ended up beating Boston in Boston to win the game, win that series. Me at that, And at that time, Denver was sitting, waiting, because as we all know, they swept the Lakers, right? Yep. And so, you know, you hear that back and forth, the, 
the the sports heads, the talking heads, they talk about, you know, Denver was probably going to be ready. Miami was probably going to be a little tired. You know, Denver, there was a chance they might be a little rusty because rusty because they would, would, would have been waiting for a little while for that series to get over with. I personally felt like Denver was going to win the first game of the series. And I was telling uh, me and Jamel was talking about it and I was like, I'm anxious to see, you know, what adjustments that Coach Spo is going to have for Miami, you know, after game one. And lo and, be, and the thing that I like about Miami, it just, it they keep doing it. They never stop coming. Like, they keep coming. They As a team, I've never, I can't remember seeing a team, an NBA team, just collectively just keep coming at you every time up the floor. Like, they, there's no give up in that team. You know, on paper, they, they're overmatched. They're smaller than Denver. On paper, Denver should probably sweep them, sweep them. But you cannot, when you got somebody like a main player like Jimmy Butler, who has that dog in him, and you got a couple other players on the, on the team that, excuse me, have um, characteristics of that dog, and they buy into the coach and what the organization is about, that's something special. And that's something that you cannot, you cannot deny that and you cannot count that out in a, in a, in a playoff series, especially in the playoffs, because anything can happen in the playoffs. And they seem to be up to the task to go in there and, and steal a game in Denver. That's big, man. That's big. And I personally picked – my pick, I told you, Mel, I said, hey, man, I said, Miami in six, and Bam out of bio going to get the uh, MVP. That's how I think they win. Because I he has, really enjoyed watching Bam play. He got it, heart. In my in my head, you know, when, you, when Joker has the ball in his hand, the guy is pretty much unstoppable. Like, to see what he's doing on the court, yeah, I don't ever remember seeing that done by somebody that size, somebody that big, somebody that lumbersome, seems to be slow, but you can't, they ain't nobody been able to stop him. The man can pick apart a team. So in my head, Miami, whoever's matching up with him, when he gets on defense, you got to make him work. You got to make him work every time down the floor. And I feel like Bam Adebayo has to have the series of his life in order for Miami to win. And if he has a series of his life, he'll get MVP and they'll win because he's going to make Joker work. And them other guys just got to do what they do every day. Just got to keep coming, show up. You know, you got every, you five, the guys six through nine on both teams coming to play every night. And that's, that's what gets people excited about the NBA playoff basketball. And that's what, you know, a lot of people are liking to see. I hope it continues. What I is hope your take too. I, I hope I don't I don't have much of a take. Uh I just like watching and <laughs> I like I like watching games that aren't a big I like games that you don't turn off early because you say, I know how this one going in. I'm going to bed. Like right. I literally went to bed last night because I was just tired. And then I think in the middle of the night I heard CJ say like the heat won. But when I went to bed, they were losing 
So I was like, yeah, you know, it's a toss up. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. But it ain't like they getting slammed, you know, it, it ain't nothing. You'd be like, what else is on TV? Because they ain't on nothing tonight. You know, is this really the NBA playoffs? Um, right. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't got much. I just like watching. I like the Joker is uh, doing Joker like things. I was watching some of the shots he was making. He did one. It looked like he was at the free throw line nearly, and he just kind of lobbed it up to the side, and it just went in all gracefully. And I said, "Hmm, that don't make no sense." I'll be mad as hell playing playing defense up against him, watching him just do stuff, just do random <laughs> shots, and doing ballerina dances and watching shots go in. Like, how? Who gave him these? Who? How? What's your prayer? What is your prayer, sir? Because I need it. So. So the thing about Joker, I was reading something on him, and he grew up, I think, in Serbia, and mm. he said that they didn't get they didn't get uh, access to watch NBA basketball till he was like thirteen or something, and he's I think he said that he when he got the chance to watch YouTube, I think didn't come or something. May have been YouTube, might have been something else. Anyway, I guess he started when he got access to that at that age. He said he grew up watching, um, I think it was Magic Johnson, Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, and somebody else he he was watching all the time. And that's how, how he kind of developed his game. And I'm telling you, what, what better two? I can't think of the third one, but it was three of them. And it was like, what better three to pattern your game after? Then those guys, like, I mean, you're talking about three of probably the greatest players to ever play the game and to pattern your game after them. You can't help if you if you have the work ethic, you ain't going to have nothing but success in your future. And that's what, you know, it looks like he's having. Um, the thing about this series for me is like this is one of those series and they don't come often where you really I really don't I won't be mad at whoever wins. Like mm. if Denver wins, I won't be mad. If Miami wins, I even though I'm slightly pulling for Miami a little bit more because I just like Jimmy Buckets, I, I also like uh Murray from um mm-hmm. from Denver. I like him. He's his game is so smooth. And to see him come back from that injury he had a couple years he ago. Did, he won with the big forehead, right? He the one scored the the point against the what's the name to to advance. I mean not to forehead. advance. <laughs> the big forehead. I don't know what you t- he got forehead like yours, kinda. He likes He got guy. forehead like mine. Yeah, he was uh yeah. he just hold on, he just he just had did something. Keep talking. I'm gonna have it for you. Give me five seconds. But like I say, I these this is one of those finals that I wouldn't I wouldn't be I won't be upset at whoever wins. Even like I say, even though I'm pulling for Miami, I mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset if um if Denver pull it out because they got some guys on their team that are, are deserving. They work their asses off and they play hard. They play the game the way it's supposed to be played. And you want to mm-hmm. see people like that uh, succeed. So shout out to this both teams. True. Hope they keep playing, playing very well, very good basketball. Yes. I share those same sentiments, but uh, real quick, I see you got on a nice V neck today. You trying to show off. Yeah, Hold yeah, on, I ain't done talking about sports, man. Slow down. We, Slow we, your we, roll. We, uh, we, Slow uh, your roll. What else do you have to talk about? There's only two sports on. 
right now that I care about. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick, pause. Hold on. You pause. say your thing because I'm going to forget my thoughts. So say your thing. You be watching the XFL? No. 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 Okay. That was all I Have had. you? <laughs> I mean, it be on, but I don't be watching. It be on the TV, but I just be <laughs> listening you? to the con. I be like, who is this? <laughs> I know. He's I, like I, my chiefs. What is this? I, I have not. Shouts out to the guys in the XF in the XF. Hey, shout out to them. But uh, it don't seem like many people be watching because I be looking at the crowd and it be looking like a minor league baseball in Marion kind of crowd. It, it don't be looking appealing. Minor league football. They just trying to amp it up. To get more revenue for yeah, that's yeah. No, I, I have like to see where it goes, but I it ain't got me right now. So, I mean, but what would you is, say? This is this is not the first time around for the XFL. Like I think it's it is not. been around before, and it didn't work out, and it came back. And but anyway, I was going to ask you about the recent uh, developments concerning John Moran. Have you heard? Have you been paying attention? Like, uh, only thing they're saying is that there's been some new developments. The NBA has un- uncovered some new developments that they aren't really going to talk about until the finals are over. And I'm like, golly, on one hand, it's like, there must be some serious stuff going on. And then on the other hand, I'm like, they ain't going to do shit. But he can't be too serious. I don't, I don't. I I have I have been in tune with the news about uh Jean Morant. Uh what's his latest shenanigan? Is it still the gun with the phone? It's still the gun, but I guess when they investigated that they've uncovered more evidence as to other things or something. Well, know. oh I mean it, the way that everybody has been kind of going up to bat for him is like like I've I've seen different opinions about the thing. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts that provide a lot of a perspective. And like one, I really did not like I saw where he was going. I saw what he was going for, but he missed the mark in his defense of John Moran. Like he was basically saying, like, everybody just pocket watching, everybody talk about how much he could lose, how much he lost because no, of man. the ordeal. And how we don't know, like, who he hanged. We don't know. It was just a whole bunch of we don't know. It was a lot of, but what if he was blank? And it's like, okay, you can what if you to death. What he did is what he did. And let's just be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. You can you can you could be in your wonderland and be like, this isn't about that. This is about, but let's be real about what it is about today. Um mm-hmm. With that being said, have not haven't really kept up with no new developments. But if I know media, they probably trying to draw it out. It's probably bringing I don't know. I I have you know me and my media conspiracies. <laughs> I I I would just wait until those developments come out because yeah, if it was super bad, John Morant would either be in jail. He would be in someone's custody or TMZ probably would have broke some news. But I don't think the NBA is doing no sort of investigating that's going to lead to any groundbreaking discoveries that black people don't already know. So I don't 
think it's it would be of that magnitude. I think it's just it's uh, more so around what his possible suspension might be. Like, cause he's not broken to oh. my knowledge. He's not broken any laws. He has like he's not broken any laws to be getting up arrested or anything like that. But I think that's such a some murky of, way of wording the shit though. Like that's. Why the, uh, again entertainment? Because why would you even word it like that? Y'all just make it sound like, oh, I mean, breaking it, news. And it's just, I mean, the whole thing is just like we're not gonna really dive into this until after the finals is over. So it's like, oh, you got people they watching the finals, but at the same time, in the back of their head, it's like when the finals over, man, they gonna be talking about John Morant. So basketball gonna be over, but it really ain't gonna be over because we are gonna still have somebody they gonna be talking about. So. I don't know. We'll see. Um, what else? Well, if, 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 ja, if, if Ja was your nephew or your son, how would you feel at this very moment? Um, I, I would Cause be. Because if he was my brother. I'd be so disappointed. Like, because I, mm-hmm. I, I would be, I would be so disappointed because I would be so confused. Like, from what I know about Ja, he, he does not come from that environment. Like he ain't getting it from the mud like that. Like you ain't, you ain't hood, dude. Like that's not, that's not your life. Like, and it's to have, to be, to have been done worked to get where you are in life in the NBA, you got millions of kids who looking up to you. You got millions of adults looking up. You got people who pack that stadium in Memphis every night to come and see you play. It's just boggling. I've said it before. It's boggling to my mind why you even hold him. Like, I would have, personally, if I felt like I needed that type of um, thing in my environment, I wouldn't be holding it. I would and have a, I would have a security team or a couple of you know security like mm-hmm. I wouldn't How be riding around on your side. I wouldn't Big be chest. riding around with my boy on Facebook Live playing with no damn gun. We talked about that before. Like anything could happen. I wouldn't be in no strip club. Like at that age, the strip club would probably be in my basement. Like I'm not going out. I'm not going out to find that. Like I'm thinking, like I'm about to do some stuff in my house, man. We hey, we go invite right. house a party. A select everybody group leave of your individuals. phones in the bucket at the door. Absolutely, like you have the means, you have access to do all of that. Like I would. That's just me, though. That's just me. I I, I don't understand. I would be if I was his uncle. I would be trying to get through to him. I would I would express how disappointed I was in the beginning, but then I would leave that at that point. And then I would mm-hmm. try to do my best to move forward and try to help him the best way that he felt like he needed help. Like Yeah. It's it, cuz it's 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 just heartbreaking. Some it's just heartbreaking to think about what could happen to this young man over some silliness. I mean, you know, we, yeah. we know some people going through some real life silliness. You know, we know yeah, some families that's real stressed out right now over some real life silliness. And my heart hurts for them. Like, I, I, 
And here it is, you a you a dude, you a multimillionaire. You <laughs> you don't have those real world problems like that. But it seems like you want them. I, and that I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't. I, yeah, that's I, a toughie. That's it's a toughie. toughie. That's a toughie. That's why you gotta watch from a distance. Yeah, like, don't do, do that over to, there. You're gonna do it because I'm try not to be judgmental because, like, I mean, and he is young and he's got a lot. There's a lot of pressure associated with the position that he is in in life, and he may not be equipped to deal with it yet. And hopefully, he's getting help to, you know, to to deal with it. So, oh, that's yeah. enough about him. One more sports thing, unless yeah. you got something. Nope. Did you see? And I, I talk about this because you know I'm I'm a little impartial when it comes to Michael Jordan. I'm a little biased when it comes to Michael. And his teammate, the, his running mate, that he won six championships with, that he will tell you without blinking his eye that he did would not have won any of those championships without this particular teammate. I'm talking about Scottie Pippen and him and his remarks about Michael Jordan, talking about Michael was a, a horrible basketball player before he got to the Bulls and after he got to the Bulls and they became a team, everybody forgot how horrible Michael was because they started winning. And I was no. like, what the fuck is wrong with what is what? Where did what he say this? Shit? He said it. Now, this is the funny part that nobody really talks about. He didn't say about. it on Pivot, did he? He didn't say it on Pivot. He said okay. it on another teammate. I am athlete. Former oh. former teammate of Michael and his is podcast. Uh, there was a guy went to the University of Oklahoma. His name was Stacy King. He ended up playing for the Chicago Bulls, and I think he won a ring in 92 or 93, if I'm not mistaken, with them. Um. He has a podcast, and Scotty Pippen was a guest on on that podcast. And if mm-hmm. I knew the name of it off the top of my head, I would say it, but I don't know the name of it. And I I didn't I haven't watched to see what his reaction was, but when I heard Scotty Pippen say what he said, I'm like, this dude, he's smoking some good shit, or he mad because his book ain't selling, or he mad because there's rumors out there that Michael Jordan's son is. Um, Courting his ex-wife or something like that. So, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, Stephen A. Smith, shout out to Stephen A. Smith. I saw um, him do a response to Scottie Pippen, and he laid it out there as as well as anybody could have. You know how how absurd Scottie Pippen sounded, and he talked about him having his migraines early on in his career and not being able to play in a game seven against Detroit. He talked about him uh, giving up on the Bulls, not going in the game. Uh, when after Michael retired, they had a, they was in the playoffs, I think, playing against the Knicks, if I'm not mistaken. And Phil Jackson drew up a play for Tony Kukoc instead of Scottie Pippen, and Scottie Pippen refused to go in the game. Kukoc ended up hitting the shot. They won the game, and, you know, Scotty got an earful from some of his teammates, mainly Bill Cartwright, let him know that, hey, man, you let us down. You quit on us. You basically quit on the team. Like, mm-hmm. if anybody is a fucking horrible goddamn teammate, it's your ass. It darn sure wasn't Michael. 
I mean, Michael might have been a little crazy when it comes to being competitive, but he was, yeah. I don't think he was a horrible teammate because once his teammates bought in to his level of competitiveness and his drive, that's when they started winning. So I don't know, man. It's, it's, I hate to see stuff like that. I Hopefully, Scotty get him some damn help because it sure sounds like, and it looked like he needed it because the man looked horrible. He looks horrible. Oh, he might be sick or something. Nah, he might be on that shit. I wonder what I wonder what it'll what it'll be like in like say twenty ish, fifteen ish years when the current stars, NBA stars, start doing their own little tell alls about what it was really like inside the locker room and stuff. I wonder who gonna. I don't know. Throwing under the bus with that one. I don't know, but you know. You know LeBron, somebody going to be coming out saying some stuff about LeBron. Yeah, that one's going to be hard to believe. I'm going to need to see video evidence of that because that, that <laughs> one's hard to believe. That man, he just looked like a team player. He'll miss a lay oh, yeah. layup and be like, my bad, my bad. That was on me. Like, that was very nice to you. <laughs> I, and you know you know, there was some you probably will hear some about, but you're not, you're not going to ever hear about them because, you know, he uh he ended up passing away in that plane crash because he you know he was just like you catch some of them early docs they was they tell all uh what was that uh the dream team doc i think when they talk about how much of a asshole kobe was on netflix <laughs> But then they was like how he was the first one that, you know, he was a leader back then. He was the first one in the gym. He had everybody was like, damn, well, I'm going to go to the gym at three o'clock too. I'm going to beat Kobe there. Yeah, they they was talking about he was a butthole because early on in his career, he, you know, he didn't associate with anybody else. He did. It was mm-hmm. just him. He isolated himself from his teammates and everybody. So, you know, when he did that. The man did probably that dream, had anxiety. When they did that, re- no, Kobe's goal was to be the best basketball player that he could be. That was his goal. Like, if you understand that about him, then you understand, like, them his teammates, a lot of them, they were going out to, like, and plus he was young. So when he first got to the NBA, he was 18. So the teammates would be That's like, hey, up. we going to the club. We going to do this. We going First of all, you can't get in. Because you're 18, you underage legally, you can't get in. He probably could have got you in. You really But he, probably, he, he didn't want to. Kobe was like, y'all go ahead. I'm going to the gym. Like, yeah. every every resting moment that other people had, this dude was at the gym. And the, a lot of the players, even today, they could not relate to that work ethic. Like, you hear, mm-hmm. you hear the stories. Like, T-Max said it before. You hear him tell stories about, you know, we was we – was, hanging out or whatever and I'm thinking I'm getting to the gym early at five o'clock in the morning yeah. and I get there and this dude is in a full sweat he's been here since yep. four o'clock like you was not gonna get the one up on Kobe on Kobe being Bryant and it's just a mm. you, yeah so I know he had a, a probably had a touch of assholishness assholeness in him during those times, but I mean, you look at the results of his hard work, and you like, shit, I should have done that when I was coming up. I should have been a gym rat. He was past a gym rat, though. But yeah, he was a gym addict. But uh, enough, that's enough, enough sports. All them damn sports. Your head off. I can talk about sports forever. We gonna need to get you on a con- on a segment with us, Stephen A. But uh, like I said earlier. 
I see you got on a sharp V-neck. You trying to show some, yes, some ground beef meat. You trying to show some chest meat. Who you who you wearing today? I see a leaf and the letter B. That's that's what you see. B Leaf Cigar B-Leaf Company. Cigar Company. B Leaf Cigar Company. We kind of talked about it a little bit last week. You said I spilled the beans and I told you mm-hmm. I was gonna really talk about it this week. But yep. B Leaf Cigar Company is out of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, shout out my man Antonio Gardner. We went to UT Martin together. Uh, he is a uh, PT, is what I call him. Pretty Tony is what Pretty I call Tony. him. PT. He's a member of the Kappa Alpha Psi organization. He's a noob. He um, what else? Oh, he got a nice. He got a nice little reputation up in Memphis. Hey. He got four point eight stars on the Google. Hey, my man be about his business. Man, look, he is a nurse in Memphis, and he went to UT Martin. He is the first African-American male to graduate UT Martin's uh, nursing program. So he is Seriously? like walking history. Seriously. Like the dude Oh, is, we need to meet up. This dude, PT is pretty awesome. He a girl dad. I mean, he he do be about his business. So he... He started B-Leaf Company, B-Leaf Cigar Company started, the beginning started when he was at Martin. So, you know, you had, you in college, you want to hang out, people you hang out. At that time, you know, that's when the Mary Jane was becoming prevalent on Nature's campuses and whatnot. cigarettes. Them, what yeah, them, <laughs> them natural, them natural, natural. cigarettes. Yeah. But, you know, he was on a mission to become a nurse. So partaking in the Mary Jane wasn't, wasn't, wasn't something that mm. he chose to do. So he said he's in it to, to not fit in, but to satisfy whatever was going on, you know, he, he started smoking cigars and he just never stopped. And then it got to the point where it was becoming a little bit more expensive to smoke the kind of cigars he wanted to smoke. And one of his partners, said, man, we should learn how to roll our own. So they he went and got with a certified roller or something out of Cuba or something. And he, he, he El Chapo. Roll I don't know about El Chapo, but he knows he knows he is he is uh fluent in rolling cigars. Like he knows the tray, he knows the the tray, he knows how to work the, the cigars like that. And the he ended up starting the the place down in Memphis. It, it's a lounge. Uh, you can buy t-shirts. You can buy cigars. You can buy humidors. He's got a little bit of everything down there. Like it's pretty cool. I went uh, when I was down there a couple weeks. When I got the shirt from him, uh, we sat and we talked. I bet we talked for almost two hours, uh, just catching up, and then just like I said, talking about being girl dads or whatever. whatever some of the trials and tribulations that we he's gone through as a father. And, you know, and I talked about some of the things that I've dealt with as a father of a young daughter. So, you know, it, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, it's uh, B-Leaf Cigar Company. Check them out, bleafcigars.com. You can go on there and browse his inventory. You can place an order. He'll ship it to you. You can get your T-shirt. You can do whatever. PT will make it happen for you. Shout out to Antonio Gardner, B-Leaf Cigar Company, Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, man. Shout out to B-Leaf Cigar Co. Your website looks pretty cool. 
and got some good reviews on Google. That's always a good thing. Oh, so yeah. You already on the map. Shout out to PT. That's my guy right there. That's dope. That's dope. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so I wanted I meant to touch on this last episode, but man, I'm reading this. So I've I've been in my book, in my book I bag lately. I feel some type of way about these books because you ain't sent me no suggestions off air. Well, the ones that I have been reading, you don't want to read. <laughs> You probably, well, let me say, I'll make the assumption that you don't want to read them because they are right. thriller and suspense type books. Look the ones that face. I have been absorbing. Look at this face. It's a thrilling it. and suspenseful face. I might enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> you know how when, when you put the same side of a magnet together and they repel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, nah, nah, nah. So? I mean, I send them. But you probably ain't gonna ain't gonna read them. But the one I did want to talk about is not a thriller or a suspense book. It's actually a I don't know if you call it self help or whatever. But it's called a uh, first and only, and mm-hmm. it's about being like the first and only black woman in like several spaces. So whether you're the first to get a house or whether you're the first to graduate college, whether you're first to serve as a director, all those firsts that you may encounter and Mm -hmm. like the myths and the the things that we have to break away from in order to thrive and be successful in those environments. And like, it's, it's, it's dragging me. And I can't say that I like it, but I'm not going to stop reading the book. What do you mean? It's, very it's, tell, it's, it's telling you about you yourself. It, it is telling me about myself. So there was a straight portion in there about ways that we as black women tend to cope when it comes to like proving ourselves and show, you know how they be like, got to work twice as hard, to be just as good. Mm-hmm. And like how that's not a, like, while it's a real, it's a true quote and it's a true thing to live by it's not healthy because we go into all these spaces feeling like we gotta you know overexert ourselves overwork ourselves in order to prove that we are something um Mm -hmm. so just that section in the book where she's talking about how ways that women tend to show up in ways that aren't healthy one of them was to overwork yourself and the way she described it when I saw overwork, I was like, oh, I don't overwork myself. But then as I'm reading, I was like, oh. She started hitting, <laughs> hitting you in the gut, huh? Good shot. She started, she started hitting so hard. I had to, uh, I was sitting in my chair reading. I had to fold my book up and leave. <laughs> I had to take a pause, huh? I journaled on it, but because I was not happy with the way that it left me feeling. And I'm, I'm reading alongside some other ladies and so I sent that section in the book and they're like, yeah, she, uh, she dragged me and it's say like, uh, here's, here's a section from the book. Here's an excerpt. Those of us who are raised with an overinflated sense of responsibility may work to fulfill all that is on our plate, even when doing so compromises both our happiness, health, and well-being. When we choose this strategy, we attempt to be all the things to too many people. In the mm. process, we burn out, <laughs> we burn out or lose our spark. And then she goes on to say, some of us internalize the negative feedback and begin to see ourselves the way our critics see us without context, compassion, or concern. And man, I 
that 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 paragraph told me to schedule a session with my therapist. It said, you know what? You don't know where you, what you're doing right now. I mean, you are, you do know, but you just kind of just op- you just here. You need to mm-hmm. you need to talk that out. So yeah, that dragged me. And uh I'm gonna have more updates as I continue to read because I meet with my book club, I think, next week. So I'll have some more insight. But yeah, that if, yeah. <laughs> Feeling very did, attacked. I bet that did make you feel a certain type of way. Cause that that sounded like you to a T right there. Didn't it? And like I'm I'm working on it. But to be dragged like that, it took me back to my very old self. And I was like, I huh. I don't think you should feel dragged because, one, you know that you're not alone in feeling that way. You know that you're not alone in operating that way. So, you this know, embrace it and know that you have oh, to yeah, yeah. kind of move differently when it comes to you. Yeah. If it ain't healthy, if it ain't healthy for you, you kind of got to figure out a different way. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Like, just we'll have to talk about this in a whole nother episode. But it's just kind of wild, like entering your adulthood. Like, like you, like I joke about, oh, you know, adulting and being a grown up. But like, no, I'm dead ass like grown, and I am becoming like a person. Like my values have changed. Like you know, my values have changed. Like things that I tolerate have changed the way I think about stuff has changed the way I process things and it's just weird because I feel like I'm just waking up out of us of out of a daze and I'm like reflecting I'm like okay last I remember I was in high school what happened from being that century to now how did we get (laughs) damn century okay so my take on that would be being that I've had a front row seat to your progression over the years, it's just that, baby, you're just growing. Like, you are growing into adulthood. Like, you made the jump from being a young adult, and I feel like you've made that transition from becoming, from being a young adult to becoming a full-fledged, like, real-life whole-ass grown-up, dude. Doing adult things. Like, you are 24 years old, and you have built a house from the ground. I know some people don't. the ground up. And I'm telling you, that is... That is... You are married. You were married two years before that. Only two years before... Building a house with your husband at the age of 24 years old. Like, y'all didn't just step into adulthood. Y'all dove face first into adulthood. And y'all are killing it. So, I mean, whatever, whatever you're feeling, that's fine. Feel it. But you just got to keep on doing what y'all do. And that's adapting, changing. Growing, leaving, leaving space for growth, embracing whatever it is you need to embrace to continue moving forward. Keep leaning on each other, like y'all, y'all still have a long way to go, but y'all have so many things figured out that as people that's been married for ten plus years, still working on trying to perfect what you guys seem to have as a natural occurrence in y'all's relationship. So. And 
when you when you do that, when you do certain things, like you open yourself up for more things. Like there is nothing but greatness ahead of you all. But with that greatness comes challenges. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to grow some more in order to get to a point where you accomplish and, and crush those challenges. It's a never ending process. It never stops. Sure. Like I can, I can relate somewhat just because of the journey that I've started on, you know, after getting in therapy and getting more in tune with myself, like there's things that I feel about myself today that, I didn't feel a couple years ago mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to embrace it and I'm trying to move accordingly. Like it's, it's pretty exciting, but it's kind of nerve wracking at the same time. And for me being almost 50 years old, it's like, why now, you know, why mm-hmm. nine years ago? But I try to, when I do have that thought, I try to, I see it, I say it, and I let it go, and I mm-hmm. because I know I got I got work to do, and I yes, there's sir. some things coming up for me that I'm excited about, and I can't wait, I can't wait to um, to embark upon this next journey that seems like it's getting ready to happen for me. So, yeah, man, like it's just a y'all, you just you and see y'all, y'all, man, y'all got some good stuff going on. And you, Man, with you, it, it's yeah. like every week you're doing something different. To it's like you're pushing <laughs> yourself, you're challenging yourself. So I Man, mean, because I get bored if I don't. You should see me try to relax and be still. Man, I'm. I got this notebook behind this candle here. If you're watching on YouTube, that notebook has about fifty business ideas in it and uh, game plans on how to make it happen. And some, I just, I'm like. I don't know, you know, they're here. I'll come to them at some point. Or I might just write them down. But, you know, the way my brain works, it's kind of disturbing sometimes. I don't know, don't know uh, what what is awaiting me, but I, I just, I just, I do my best to be prepared for the next, what, you know, challenge. Whatever is awaiting you, I'm, you're going to be ready to meet it head on. If not, you're going, you don't have a problem falling back, regrouping. And, and, sure the and hell read, don't. And, and and redoing that thing at a later date. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited for you. Shit. Speaking of, speaking of, this ain't got nothing. To, I mean, you know, it's my friends and extension. But Lamia has completed and graduated from her rotational program for her job, and she is now back in the states in her permanent home in Chicago. Okay, shot Yeah, she uh she starts uh well she just moved in today, got her new apartment and stuff. But okay. I'm just so glad to have my friend back in the states because I was really missing her face in the Netherlands. I bet, I bet you, I bet that is a joy. You'll probably be going to Chicago sometime soon to reconnect with her, or she may be coming I am, down there. Yep, we have a uh, several. So Carson's birthday is coming up in August. And he's having a, you know, Carson, he, he got, he got do everything with a show. So he's mm-hmm. having a big weekend in DC that we're going to go, we're all going to go up for. And then, okay. you know, we plan on having a housewarming with our friends um, around September. So 
I'm hoping to see her face quite a few times before the year wraps up. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy she's she she's almost. I think she's done with her masters as well. She got her masters from Syracuse, and okay. uh, yeah, my friends are just dope. I mean, Bree just started a new position at her job. Like it's just, I'm like. Golly, y'all, what episode of Insecure are we on? Because this is some <laughs> real adulthood shit going on. Absolutely. What line, what what field is, is uh, Lamia in? You know what? I know she worked you know for me. Abbott, which is, uh, they do a lot of like, uh, they do like the Infamil. They do all the, all those brands. They do, uh, what's the, Pedialyte. Okay. They do a whole bunch of stuff. And I don't know her exact role, but I know that previously she had worked on a project that her mom actually needed the item for. So that I was like a cool moment for her. Yeah, yeah. And she's she just whatever she's doing that where she's thriving in the environment because like she they use her for like the pictures. She be on the cover of the of the company magazine. They love them some Lamia. I said, girl, you gonna hey. be ready that cover. She is someone I can fully see like having one of those like I'm a VP at this company. Like I see her being big dog like that just because she she just like that. Oh, that's awesome. So I I need to get since she's in Chicago, there are a couple of uh, organizations that are only ran by black people that I need to put her in contact with just so she can know that they're there if something comes up in her field that could help them out and vice versa. So that's a new role I'm taking on since I've started this uh, shout out to black businesses on this podcast. Like I've been trying to link up you a liaison people, man, look, Hey, everybody, can help, everybody, everybody can do something. I may not be okay. the plug. I might be the man who know the plug or the man who You might the outlet. Know. Right. <laughs> I'm the I'm the I call myself I'm the liaison. I'm the liaison. You the extension cord. You said, hey, I connect you with this all the way over here. You come Absolutely. with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like I, I take that role in quite a few people's lives myself. I am that person. Uh actually, I get a yeah, kick out I'm of not like I Oh, I enjoy yes. it. I enjoy Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like uh, if you yeah. eat and you if you make space for other people to eat, man, I want to see y'all eat. I don't got to have nothing. Man. I just I just love the idea of bringing two organizations together that can help, especially if they're doing work for the community. If they're doing mm-hmm. something to help the community, like I got a friend that's got an organization. She's in Africa right now doing some stuff. Like, and she's from Chicago, and I'm waiting to get my T-shirt from her so I can shout out her. Hint, hint. Um, and yeah, like even with uh, Nia and them, the Eva May organization, like they doing help, they doing work to build up the community. And I, anytime I know I can put them in contact with somebody else that might be doing some kind of work like that to uplift the community across town or down the road or whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to put them together and hopefully they can come up with something and, and do more for the community because everybody can do something. And everybody there's a lot of people out there that need. Exactly. Yep. That's a, that's a good role to have. You should, you should, you should pat yourself on the back for that one. Cause that's, everybody can't do it and everybody don't do it right. So 
you seem like you are doing it quite well. So uh, give yourself a little pat on the back. No, I ain't patting myself on the back. I'll let somebody else pat well, me I patted, I, I patted my back for you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me see. We got anything else? Any any last uh, tidbits you want to touch on? I know we had a talking point, but I think we could save it for the next week when you re- when we recap that talking uh, point because it will have passed by now. Ah, yeah, we was gonna yeah we was gonna talk about some uh, some birthdays, but. I, yeah, I thought that would be a let's let's put a pin in that one because I got like a whole that. idea for it. I got some brewed up here. And there are there are a lot of June birthdays that I need to touch on, and I don't want to. I want to make sure I got all of them on on the list because I don't want to leave out anybody. That's just true. So well, we uh, you got put a pin in that one. All right, bet. Well, I got some uh, comments from our trusty viewers no reviews but i do have some comments uh okay <laughs> what what no, was that i was supposed to talk to you about a comment before the show but i didn't get a chance was to, i not so. supposed to should i only just read a dear john comment it's up to you well, if you I don't even know what I don't even it. know what it, I don't even know what it was. I well, how about I read it and then, if need be, it'll be edited out and nobody will even hear this portion. But if it don't need to be edited out, then they will hear all of this and they will know that you know we respect boundaries over here if need be. But I don't think we gonna read from the Dear John corner. Um, dear from Dear John. Dear John. Yes. You know that used to be a TV John. show. No. It used to be a TV show. Had a guy. Was it one of them you like call in and pray? Oh. No, it was a real like sitcom. I can't think of the guy's Uh name, but I know the one guy, his the character's name on there was Kirk. Kirk. Kirk? He was Kirk. Yeah, he used to say like Kirk Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Do you want a revolution? What what? uh Dear John (laughs) says, another awesome show. Mo Mo, we all need Mo, but just how much Mo do we share or give to others? <laughs> just remember to treat others how you would like to be treated, or your Mo and your Mo will be distributed evenly. Hashtag whip that cream. That's right, on. We stay whipping the cream over here. I love his comments because it'd be like, I feel like we just talking to him and he just talking back to us. And that's oh, the yeah. kind of comments I like. I love those kinds of comments. And then we have a uh, comment from Empress Eve. Uh, she, I did ask for alternatives to ADHD medication because there's still a shortage, according to my pharmacy. And uh, mm-hmm. I still don't have them. So I'm like, we four unmedicated uh so she said vitamin b1 magnesium potassium d supplement keto diet mm-hmm. and intermittent fasting i okay. am doing intermittent fasting i kind of do that like without saying i'm doing it. like i just how i eat during the day um and it's been all right you know it's been pretty helpful but my mind still be running like I'm sure it's no not going. It's not going to change overnight, ma'am. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's Shout better out to than Empress nothing. Eve for putting her ear to the ground and coming up with some stuff 
for you to explore as far Shout as some out to alternative Ever ways she to She also likes the devil's lettuce. <laughs> and she vouches. She She's all for alternative meds, including the devil's lettuce. And she mm. said we had her cracking up. Um, and somebody else, oh, all our, a lot of our clips on like TikTok and stuff, people are saying, oh my God, this is so funny and I love this. So, you know, the general consensus is that the people, the people fuck with us. Oh yeah. The people fuck with us. They, they <laughs> either fuck with us in private. Oh, or lots of in private because baby, I can see them stats. Okay. Y'all be, yeah, y'all, right. y'all stats be on. Y'all don't even know they be on, but I be seeing y'all watching. So y'all hey. might as well go ahead and leave a review because I could call some of y'all out right now if I wanted to. By your hey, y'all name. might as well. Hey, it is, it is the rainbow month. Y'all might as well come on out the closet while y'all trying to. <laughs> what the hell? How did we get there? <laughs> Yeah, come out the closet as Daddy Daughter Mission supporters, making a big announcement. If you want to come out the closet, that's your sexuality there too. We will celebrate all of that. We'll say, hey, shout out to the new listener and shout out to them for coming out the closet if they would like. But if not, we can keep that on the low as well. However you would like to present yourself to the world. That's their business. I'm just saying. It just happens to be that month. I love Everybody, and bring it on! Listening, come out the listening closet. Listening in the shadows, you might as well just come on out. It's, come on out! Right. Come on! Say yourself. I too. Say I too am a daddy daughter dishes supporter, and we're gonna play in the arms of nature. You know that you know that you know the commercial with the dog, so they be you can make oh, it for for thirty seven cents a day. They say it like you really say so. You do that math, that's still a lot of damn money. They just they should just say the price. You know that's bad marketing. That's unnecessary. They be trying to, that about. let you that let you know they be up to no good when they be talking about like, for only for less than a dollar a day. Is that thirty dollars a month? And don't let it be a, a thirty-one month, a uh, month, a day month, because it is thirty-one dollars. You know how much math that is. That's a lot. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> and you know, if they say for just under a dollar, it's like ninety-nine cents. So it's <laughs> absolutely ninety-nine cents plus taxes. Plus taxes. And there's a processing fee because you got because you go use a yeah. credit card, they're gonna charge you three to five percent for using that. Yeah, all in all, avoid all them organizations. Just go donate to them shelters directly because they you, research Red the, Cross and the stuff the, they do. They don't the, be the, the local be the right. local shelters be needing more than anybody when they go to the places. The local places don't be getting what they deserve, what they need. So take it to the absolutely. Local this is absolutely true. It, take out the middleman and just give directly That's to. Right. Year. I don't know how we got there. But uh you got any final words before I do our closeout? Um no, I think I've covered everything that we were supposed to talk about and a little bit more. I didn't mean any harm about a rainbow month comment. It just seemed pretty fitting. We know a lot of you, y'all in the closet are not. watching. It's just funny. You, but, um, as the as the other people say, you have a lot of rainbow type friends. Who got a lot of rainbow type friends? You know how white people be like, I have black, I have black friends. <laughs> <Is> that... 
Hey, Rainbow Community, y'all know y'all know where we stand. You know where we stand. You know where my heart is at. Shout out to y'all. We see y'all. <laughs> we see y'all. Oh, no. We gonna get in trouble one day. No, we ain't. No, we ain't. I get I get in. I, I, I be in. in the club. They know me. Hey, you know, we could talk about that on the next episode. I went to one of them clubs before. Unknowingly. I did not mean the physical club. I meant the metaphorical went, we club, went, but that works. We went I mean, to I've a been club. To... I went to a club, and it was, what? I'm going to tell you, it was fun. We had a good time. What? I promise yeah, you it was a uh, good time. Gay people are a hoot, daddy. I, you guys I know. Sh- Hey, this was years. Right this was years yeah. ago. I mean, like years and years ago. Where was, was you? What city was you in? Memphis, Tennessee. Mm. Yep. And it was. It a, was we'll, we'll have to talk offline. Anywho, <laughs> and anywho, anywho, y'all. If you enjoyed this episode of Daddy Daughter Dishes, let us know on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can rate the podcast at. Go ahead and give us five stars. Or whatever the That's top right. number is. If it's 10 stars, give us 10. If it's 4, give us 4. But the max. Give us the max. Let us know what you think. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. Hit that thumbs up button and the subscribe button if you're not subscribed already. And be sure to leave us a comment. Like, we like to talk back. We want to talk to somebody. Let us know we're not just talking into the void. I see the analytics. I know we're not yeah. talking into a void. So give me a reason to talk back. And uh, lastly, email us if you want to, daddydaughterdishes at gmail.com, and we will read your email on the air, as the folks say. But uh, in the meantime and in between time, Dad, do you know what I have for you today? I know. I know what you got for me. You got a dad joke. Talk to me. This is coming. It's coming fresh out the oven. This mug is smoking. Burning my hands. I got to put it down. All right. Why are your fingers the most reliable part of your body? Why are my fingers the most reliable part of my body? You can always count on them. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. See y'all next week. (laughs) Hey, y'all be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!